We have an opportunity here to bring presence to the ceremony that is your life. And my invitation to you is to stop whatever you're doing, wherever you are, just for this one precious moment and take a deep breath. Follow the breath into your root point and land yourself right here, right now, into your present moment. And exhale. Welcome to the space where all the magic is happening and prepare yourself to receive the wild, raw expanse that is available inside the dojo that is your life. You are the empowered center point creator of every single experience that you are drawing into your field at this time. When you recognize that and really get that in your bones, you will receive yourself as the magnet for the most perfectly expansive evolutionary curriculum that is precisely crafted for you to evolve beyond what was in order to claim all that is a match to the you who is free. And that is what we are here to do inside the dojo as we explore what it means to live a life beyond the edge. This is a Soul Fire production. Hello, beautiful humans. I am so excited to be here today with one of my dearest sisters who we were just talking about how we did a really bad job of Horrible staying job. in touch during this time that I've been away from LA over the last year. But we started off as if there has been no time at all. And we've really been marveling at um, how time is really not even a thing. It's not a because thing. love is love is love. And what's true is true is true. So I'm really excited to introduce you to Sienna, who has touched my life in the most extraordinary ways. We co-created an incredible council series called the Jaguar Collective that was a multiracial, multi-religious, multicultural council series that was intended to bridge the gap where we would have ceremonial, intentional conversations with thought leaders from a multitude of different backgrounds, races, religions, gender identities to come together and have the conversations the hard conversations, the tough conversations, the real conversations. And we would live stream those conversations so that others could witness and receive the medicine that was present in those very humbling, profound, and powerful spaces. So we have already had a lifetime together. We really have. (laughs) Of creating. And so we decided that, you know, it, it would be such an opportunity to come on the Dojo podcast and really create and invite you into the energy of intentional connection to explore and get to know where we're at now in real time with all of you and just let you guys in on the conversation. So Sienna, I'd love to just invite you to share. I mean, we had a little bit of catching up, but just (laughs) over the last year, what has changed in your life? And like, how are you now showing up at the leading edge of your experience? Like what's really pulsing and alive right there? Okay. Woo. So it's been, it's been a journey, been a journey. (laughs) I recently had a child. Mm, a very gorgeous child. He's I want to eat his face. He is amazing. <laughs> and what I learned throughout pregnancy mm-hmm. was I know nothing about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what I mean by that is 
I learned my body in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. And I saw it from a different lens. Yeah. And it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. It was hard to relearn my body. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful and magical at the same mm-hmm. time because yeah. I felt him. Like yeah. the moment his spirit came mm-hmm. into me, there was this. So for those of you who don't know, I'm normally, woo, ah, this is me. Hello, everyone. Celebration, celebration. <laughs> the portal's open. Like, yeah, that's normally who I was. Uh-huh. And when Messiah entered into my field, it was like that fire and that expression all came to this grounding, solid rock. Yeah. Which was so different for me mm-hmm. because I've never felt that grounded before. Yeah. Could you feel when his spirit came in? Like, did yeah. you know that you were pregnant before you took the pregnancy test? Yeah. Yeah. So wow. it was this, it was this feeling of, I think I'm pregnant, but I know I have a period coming up, so uh-huh. I'm going to wait. Yeah. Right. And then I went home to New York for the first time in four years. Mm-hmm. So just giving you guys that information, I'm actually really close to my family now. Mm -hmm. But growing up, I felt like an outcast a little bit. Yeah. So then I was always on this mission to go. Yeah. Right. To do and to go. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do and go. Right. So I went to college far away. Mm -hmm. Then I went and I moved to California and my family was in New York. Yeah. And then I didn't really set the intention mm-hmm. or the commitment to go home and mm-hmm. visit them. Yeah. So four years mm-hmm. go by, have not gone home to yeah. visit my family. Wow. For the first time, and this is during COVID, like mm-hmm. when it first started, yeah. I get this hit, you need to go home. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So I buy the ticket, I go home, mm-hmm. I get there. And that was when my period was supposed to come. Yeah. So I got to take the test with my sister and my mom after not seeing them for so long wow. they were the first people wow to find out i was pregnant oh my god yeah what an incredible like orchestration life doing her thing yeah wow yeah mm-hmm. and then like when the integration portion of yeah. his his energy and my energy yeah. That was really hard because we are a lot different. Yeah. Energetically. Wow. Yes. Oh, I haven't even thought of that, right? Like as a woman, when you do become pregnant, and I feel like the more energetically, emotionally, psychically sensitive we become, we're actually we have the awareness to recognize, oh wow, there's a a novel being that I'm housing now creating in my system i haven't thought of it like that before like with his essence coming into your home yep wow Wow. that was a ride (laughs) yeah that was a ride so you got to know him before he was born Uh uh-huh yeah and you know i want to create some context actually so for everyone i'd love for you to get to know siana and some of the pieces around her that really impacted me and touched me so Like why I'm so impacted by what she's saying is I trust this woman. I trust her visionary. I trust her intuition. I trust her psychic and intuitive sensitivity. I trust her oracle. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about like your 
walk, the journey that you've walked in the yes. like Oshun initiation yes, in yes, Africa. Yes. And just sharing a little bit more about where you come from and mm -hmm. the journey you've been on. Yes. And then as we arrive into like the now frame yes. so that everyone can, can really feel you and your heart and where you're coming from. So that's the transmission is yes. coming through this channel here. Yes. And so I'd love to hear about the, you know, the initiation that you moved yes. through and like what led you into that. Yes. And then we'll circle back around to Messiah, which yes. his name is Messiah coming in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So growing up, I always had a gift yeah. to channel, to see things that maybe others didn't. Yeah. And because of that, and because of my lack of understanding of it, you know, people diagnosed me with certain, you know, mental disabilities and things yeah. like that. Right. And I rejected myself for a while, but I kept having these visitors, mm -hmm. right. I kept having these people that weren't physically here, but they were before, mm -hmm. or these energies and spirits that exist in other dimensions and planes, mm -hmm. they still will come to me and communicate yeah. with me. But I was still in this space of not really understanding. Mm -hmm. So then I was on a search to understand, yeah. right? So what led me to Ifa and Oshun and getting initiated was I had this reoccurring dream and it was me and people I did not know and they were all in white mm. and I was in white and they shaved my head. Mm -hmm. Now this is before I knew any information on what initiation looks like, mm -hmm. how it's done, mm -hmm. because there's a sacredness to mm -hmm. it where there's certain things that no one would know unless yeah. they've gone through it. Mm -hmm. So I happened to stumble across someone at a coffee shop they were wearing all white. And I was like, where are you guys going? Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to this temple. Uh -huh. Oh, where's that? To Ifa temple. I'm like, okay, I think I'm supposed to go with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. So I go and I tell them about my dream. And they said, oh, it sounds like you're supposed to be initiated mm -hmm. as in the Anifa, as a priestess of Oshun, of Ifa. So then I committed myself to the practice. I created a GoFundMe mm -hmm. to raise money. And then that's how I got to Nigeria. Mm. That process was <laughs> so intense. Yeah. Talk um, about living beyond the edge. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a country that I physically in this form have not been to before. Mm -hmm. But I know that I've been there before. Yeah. Like that's my ancestry. It's yeah. my bloodline, Nigeria, yeah. right? So I'm like, okay, no clue. I'm with Babalaos, which are the men priests. Yeah. I'm the only woman. Wow. So there's that piece too. Yeah. Going to another country with mm. a group of men who I trust dearly. Yeah. And I get there and then I'm in a cave. Like wow. all day, every day. <laughs> Wow. for seven days unless i had to use the restroom mm -hmm. which then my mothers mm -hmm. the women who held space for me and really birthed oshun mm -hmm. through me mm -hmm. they bathed me and they painted me and the mm -hmm. ritual of just like sitting there while they have q-tip yeah and ofun and oshun and that's like a, a white powder and a red powder and then dot by dot by dot for seven days wow. until my whole body was clothed. And then every day, every day, they would do this bath with me. Yeah. 
and wash it all off and then the next day start all over again. Wow. And I felt the energy integrating. Mm. Right. Because in that moment, what they say is you're an awo, like you are a child, you're a baby. Mm-hmm. Right. Of Oshun. Yeah. Of Viva. Wow. Wow. So with the initiation that you moved through, so you said they like helped to birth Oshun through you. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit more about Oshun and, and yes. what that means to you? Yes. So Oshun, the energy of Oshun, she is mother. She is yeah. also warrior. Yeah. A lot of people like the gold and the Kari shells and like, I'm a daughter of Oshun. <laughs> but also that means you have to accept the jealousy that's in that energy too. And the power, the warrior, the, the woman that is willing to cut someone's neck off. Yeah. Like that part too. Mm-hmm. And that was a part of me that I rejected. Mm-hmm throughout my life so having a divine being integrate and say you know what you were perfect the way that you were i'm just here to settle in Mm. i'm just here to settle in and you are the river your tears that's the water like cry allow yourself to feel these emotions allow yourself to feel fiery because that's my charge yeah Uh uh-huh now how do we work to settle it in how do we work to contain it right and then that's where the ritual of wearing white Mm -hmm. for a year i did three years because i still wasn't all the way settled yeah (laughs) yeah yeah siana really only wore white for years and it was just over the last couple years that you shifted out of that and had like a whole identity rebirth yep which was so incredible to witness and you were there yeah like when i was talking about stepping into this new chapter yeah like you were there yeah changing with the with your name to begin yes. with an x yes shaving your head yes. and getting your tattoos yeah yep. starting to wear purple and all yes. the colors again i was like oh wow siana online right yes siana created an incredible um i don't even know i can't even barely call it a show called black, black sun, sun. Mm-hmm. and i love yeah maybe share a little bit more about black sun and yes. what it is but i was blown away by this performance art that she created with musically she's an siana's an incredible artist but really taking and integrating the initiatory path that she has walked to you know serve yes. as an a priestess of oshun yes. and and a channel of oshun and having you know the i think the experience that many young people who are psychically intuitively inclined that have an attunement to be able to feel and sense, Mm -hmm. you know, other beings in different dimensions often get, you know, that imprint, like Mm -hmm. there's something wrong with you, there's a mental disorder and you having to like face off with that and then follow your own path, which led you into this, this initiatory path where you actually were affirmed in, in terms of your intuitions and who it is that you are as a channel, as a guide, and really stepping into that, I felt and I could feel the empowerment that came from Mm -hmm. that level of initiation and that level of embodied self-trust that then contributed to you birthing the Black Sun experience, which was so epic. It's one of the most incredible things, experiences that I've been to. So maybe just sharing a little bit about that. And then we're starting, it was right before, it was right after Black Sun came through, I believe that you started, you actually came off of wearing white and started to like have this whole identity rebirth. And so it's interesting that then the pregnancy came about a year after that. So it's all, it's wild how it all works together. So we're really I want to presence all of you as we're sharing Siana's journey to 
find where in your own life the puzzle pieces fit together. Because I, I, I recognize for myself that when I look retrospectively back at my life, every time that there was a really intense, challenging like death cycle, when I look retrospectively from later, <laughs> it makes so much sense. And I recognize that who I have become could not have happened without that moment. And so who Siana became as an, as an initiated priestess of Oshun could yes. not have happened if she didn't actually have the catalyst of being judged and shamed right. and, and conditioned that there's something wrong with her that became a catalyst for her to have those dreams and follow her path and go to Nigeria by herself to sit in a cave, have her head shaved and yeah. be initiated into this lineage to hold this this tradition in a good way. Yes. So for you and the, my intention with every one of these episodes is to really orient all of us to our life as ceremony, our life as the living dojo yes. that is where what you have created yourself into in order to grow and expand and become more of yourself. So the intention of sharing Siana's story, both of us tuned into our why, yes. the intention of sharing her story, our why is so that it will land in your being and touch a part of you that inspires an awareness that may not have been there before you received this. So I want to invite a deeper layer of receiving as we go into every step of this expression, right? Yes. So Black Sun, how did yes. that come in? And then describe it a little bit. Like if yes. you can paint the picture so Black of what this Sun, is. Mm -hmm. a sonic ritual. Um, and it was a sonic <laughs> ritual. They blindfolded us when we got in. It was a true ritual. Full on ritual. Mm -hmm. Literally, Black Sun was my permission to be me. Fully. Yeah. To be the artist, to be the spiritualist, to be the healer, yeah. right? To be the warrior. Mm -hmm. I wanted to embody it. And because of my frequent, the frequency of my voice, there was also stories around that as I was younger that I wasn't good enough yeah. with that, yeah. right? And because of that, I suppressed my artist, yeah. right? Because, well, people don't think I'm good enough. So yeah. fine, I'm not going to do mm -hmm. it. And Black Sun was, you know what? I really don't care about that. Mm -hmm. I need to get this out. Mm -hmm. People could think I'm weird. People could think it's crazy. Yeah. I don't care. I need to get it out. Mm -hmm. So once I made that decision, I leaned on my support system, my tribe, my people, the people I'm connected to. And, mm -hmm. and I said the vision. I said, I know this is crazy, but this is what I think we should do. We should be in a studio for one night and we should all do a mushroom ceremony. Yes. And Let's just channel uh, and just press record. Whatever comes out, that's what we're going to put out and call it a day. And it was like, well, that's not how music is made, but all right, Sianna, let's try it. Yeah. Right. So we do the ceremony. We're mm -hmm. locked in the studio yeah. all night. We sit with our mushroom and we just tap in yeah. and then we start to channel and we record. And then after that, I took that and then we kind of like pieced. and that that she took was fucking epic it was wildly powerful so yeah if there's a link maybe we can put it in yes. the show notes yes. if there's a link to the audio there of is a black link. sun yes. yeah okay so we're gonna add it in the show notes you'll check it out after this yeah. yeah so that's what black sun was for me it was almost like you know what my soul needs to be birthed mm -hmm. and I'm confident enough that I can hold space for me yeah. that I don't need people to validate it. Mm -hmm. And through that, 
I received validation. Yeah. Right. And just to paint it a little deeper. So they channeled through in ceremony, this incredible audio arc, and then added an entire performance ritual yes. for like at least like a 90 minute, two hour mm-hmm. full show with dancing and live painting and like a complete yes. powerful experience that included, I was there to witness your father getting up yes. on stage and fully receiving you. Like it was an actual initiation for Sienna to be fully seen in her power and her juice and completely supported by tribe and yes. that artistry that touched the depths of my spirit. Like it was profoundly powerful. So thank mm-hmm. you for creating that. And I'm, I'm holding the vision that there's many more to come, potentially even Messiah as he gets older to create with right? you. She was sharing with me, her son has a Virgo Leo cusp son and Gemini rising. I'm like, oh wow, this 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 baby's gonna have a voice. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so I can, I can really see that. But yeah, so I, I wanna now kind of go into the initiation that this was for you to receive yourself, like to actually, mm-hmm. so we're, we're now in the trajectory of her shifting out of wearing white, which is that purification process mm-hmm. of the initiation for three years. Yes, She wore only white every single day yep. for three years. And then black sun happens. And then within the arc of that following year, yep. you shifted into Siana with an, with an X and everything that happened there. So what did you, I, I recognize that if you imagine a complete identity death and then rebirth, in your life. And let's talk about what it takes to actualize that. So for you to shift from, you know, the version of yourself that had taken on the judgments that Mm -hmm. you couldn't sing Mm -hmm. or that you had to play small or that Mm -hmm. your intuitions weren't real or whatever, what did it take? Like mechanically, (laughs) like as like as specifically as you can get, how did you on the like internal alchemy level navigate like you said, I just decided not to care what other people think. Yes. Like on a deeper w- level, like how did that work for you? Like how did you do that? Like with those who are listening are like, well, I would love to not care about what other people right. think. That sounds great. But like how? I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I took the time to meet myself again, right? Because I had this narrative and the story about who I was, but it wasn't really my voice. It was yeah. other people's yeah. voice. And I decided to sit with myself, tap into the core of who I am and accept myself. Cause I realized the reason why I still was holding back is because it had nothing to do with them. I was accepting the narrative and the story about me. So mm. I believed it. Mm. So I actually had to reconcile with myself first to realize you are perfect and complete the way that you are. Actually, you don't need to change anything, but if you want to change something, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah. Right? So let's get rid of the need and let's actually just understand it is okay to be you. Mm-hmm. So after having that conversation with myself, and it's not magic, yeah. after the conversation, I still had the residuals of. Yeah. So it's a choice. It's a choice. So it's a choice. So like really receiving the opportunity to get down and dirty and clear and raw and real with you and you. And sometimes this can take willpower. Like it can take some juice. It can take some willpower to make the decision to meet yourself and choose to receive the truth of who you are, which I love what you said about it doesn't mean you have to change. It actually starts with accepting, oh, I'm whole and complete and perfect in exactly where I am right now, in my imperfection and in my 
beauty and the whole spectrum of all of it starting from the baseline of radical unconditional acceptance of where you are it's almost like the symbolism of wearing all white that's like a blank slate and being like this blank slate i fully accept it yeah i accept who i am and then from there it's like okay now i have the ability to choose how and what i want to create yes and that will require and i heard you it's not like magic pill necessarily like there's still the body memory and potential fear of feeling the sensation of rejection or judgment we don't like that as humans like we (laughs) right like no like so often we'll abandon ourselves so that we don't get abandoned and this is the journey of actually choosing i will no longer abandon myself i fully love and accept myself i do not reject myself any longer And so I'm willing to feel, perhaps for the first time consciously, the feeling of being rejected. I'm willing to risk it. I don't mean to do it. I don't want it. But I'm willing to feel it (laughs) because the feeling of rejecting myself feels worse. Yes. Right? So you you landed that. So then you're like, okay, now. So Black Sun happens. You let yourself be witnessed in front of your father. You decide, now I'm going to change my name. I'm going to start wearing color. Like, I'm recreating myself consciously from a blank slate. Yes. Whoa. And here we are. We're also just now leading up to the year of Messiah as well. So we're we're looping back around (laughs) to baby Messiah. Okay. So how was that for you then? Like, the 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 reclamation it's not even a reclamation it feels like a recreation yes. like you went into conscious creation yes of who you were choosing to be yes so i chose it fully embodied it and felt fulfilled yeah then <laughs> my deepest desire is to wither <laughs> is to wither i don't know if you remember that chapter no. of my life okay so after me fully saying I am perfect. I am complete. Hey, world, here you go. Yeah. Now, how do I want to present, you know, present myself? Yeah. Cool. Now, here you go. This is who I am. Yeah. I felt complete. Mm-hmm. And that completion felt extremely uncomfortable mm. because I had no want for anything. Wow. I had no need for anything. Mm. It was this feeling of, I almost felt like I was on my deathbed, but with so much peace Mm. about feeling like I did what I was supposed to do here. Yeah. So like that was the conversation. Wow. Almost like you you were actually complete for the chapters of your life that you had lived up until that point. So talk about being at the leading edge. It was like almost like you had to die fully and let go of needing, wanting anything to then rebirth like totally totally anew yeah like literally the thing that blew me away was when i was in this withering season and what i want to say to you all if there's anyone who has ever dealt with depression or suicidal ideation or self-harm or anything like that right where you need to escape that feeling of i need to escape i don't belong here like that feeling can be transmuted because even though I was in a season of withering, I wasn't going to take it in my, into my own hands. It wasn't this, I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. Mm -hmm. It was literally, I am complete. Yeah. I'm complete. Mm -hmm. If death knocks on my door, I will open it. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt so calm and peaceful Mm -hmm. about it. And I openly shared it. Now people that cared about me felt a little uncomfortable. Yeah. 
So you felt depressed. So are you saying you felt depressed or you felt like you'd be complete? Like if death knocked on your door, you'd be complete. And were you perceiving that as being depressed? No. Okay. So I grew up with depression. Got it. Okay. Right. But I didn't have awareness. I didn't know what that voice was really saying to me. So if your depression could speak, what would it have said? So if my depression could speak, it would have said, you don't belong here. Yeah. You need to go. Yeah. Right. From where you were at that. From where I was at that stage in my life. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now in this conscious space, I realized that energy didn't disappear. Yeah. It transmuted Mm. and it transmuted into actually you're complete. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Yeah. To be in the space of nothingness, mm. to embrace nothing, to embrace the zero point. Yeah. So after Black Sun and after reintroducing myself as Theana with an X, yeah. right, there was the chapter of, okay, we're really in the zero. Wow. So I moved from what the, the one mm-hmm. space, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about that a lot yeah. in our conscious community. Yeah. And I decided to go past we are all one to... I am nothing. Wow. I just got chills. Wait, let's just pulse on that for a moment. Yeah. To really feel the void space beyond. We talk so much about the interconnectivity and unity and oneness of everything. And that feels full. Yes. It feels, speak about edges, right? Like if you're in the unity consciousness, that's amazing. But it feels like life you know, touching itself everywhere. Right. right? And so you're interconnected to all things, but then everything has an equal and opposite. So what about the no thing? So you transcended or dropped beneath. I don't even know how to describe it. The, I think drop beneath. Yeah. yeah, Drop Mm -hmm. beneath the, I'm linked up with everything into like, and I'm nothing. Yes. So there is no more identification with a self or a unit at all. Yes. Whoa, I could feel I can feel the void of that and the discomfort in that actually. Yeah. So yeah, I would invite if you can tune into that space. It feels almost like the way I'm experiencing it is it's like um the energy like it almost feels like a sucking in, mm-hmm. like an into the emptiness, like there's only more uh, like yes. like there's only more deeper sucking in like a what's it called? Like a black hole. That's like, it. Yeah. Whoa. And just to surrender into that. Mm -hmm. So when you were speaking to those who have experienced depression or suicidal ideation, I can imagine that in in many ways, that sensation of like the void or the black hole, or there's nowhere to get might sensationally feel similar. Yeah. And so I'm curious if you can describe even deeper, because you were operating from an expanded place around it. Mm -hmm. So how did you move because you said I had this consciousness. So for those who who do experience that black hole feeling at times, perhaps in waves, because I know, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes it can come in waves of depression, right? Mm -hmm. So when the wave of depression comes, you, if you experience that, those listening, it may not be the same as Sianna's, but I'm curious if Sianna's experience might be able to create a little bit of an access point so if you're going to speak to anyone listening whose family members might experience this black hole void wave of depression feeling, which is like, I'm no longer connected to the whole. I actually feel nothing. I'm yes. in the no thing. Yes. How would you point to like 
creating a perspective, like the expanse that allows for perspective so that someone experiencing that could potentially hold themselves with more um, peace while also feeling that feeling. Yes. So what, what I found just through the withering season about depression Mm -hmm. was that depression is a strategy, right? Why we want to use that strategy. That's the key to Mm. our liberation. Yeah. Right. So what I realized is because of my suppression of myself, I created depression. Mm -hmm. Once I decided to take everything that I suppressed out mm-hmm. and put it out there. Yeah. That's when that zero point mm. came. Mm. Right. Mm. So that energy was still there. So what I would love for you all to do when you are feeling that feeling of depression, what helped me was setting a boundary with myself. Mm. Right. So what I learned from the one place, right from the I am place, mm-hmm. what I learned from that is I'm out of control. I am you, you are me, we are connected, we're together, right? That's what I learned from that. But then in order to heal, truly heal, I had to drop from that, right? So because I'm you, I can't kill myself. Because me killing me affects you. And then it affects me. And then here I am on this cycle all over again. So I can't do that in the one, Right. right? right? Now, let me move down to zero. Yeah. Now, when I'm in the zero, I don't have the need to control that because I can't because who am I? Yeah. I am you. You are me. We are we. So I'm never going to control that. I'm not going to take that into my own hands. So I set a boundary on myself that when that feeling comes up again, yeah, I'm not going to do anything about it. I'll sit with it. Mm-hmm. So I sat mm. with it, sat with the discomfort yeah. of nothing. Just being present, fully present to it. That's like warrior Jedi shit right there. Like deep respect for that. Journey. Without judgment. Yeah. That's the layer. That's the layer. Yeah. I sat with it without judgment. I processed it because I told people about it. Mm-hmm. And because that energy feels so similar and people know my history, yeah. worry came up. Yeah. But I still didn't let that move me yeah. out of the zero. Yeah. I understand that this is uncomfortable for you to hear, but my deepest desire is to wither. Yeah. Now, what happens to a plant when they wither? Mm. That's just a season. Yeah. Blooming is always going to come. Yeah. And that's what I learned when Messiah came in. Yeah. Because he came in during my withering season. I'm like, I'm complete. I'm done. I think death might be knocking on my door. Yeah. And spirit's like, Yes, you are complete. Yes, you are done. Here's this divine being for you to now steward. Wow. <laughs> I'm chills literally all over my body. It was like because I've I've you're one of the first close tribe, like close friends of mine. There's a just a few mm-hmm. who have had children. So it's almost like the, you know, like the seal has been broken now, you know? So like there's baby fever among like all of our yes. of our closest <laughs> friends now. <laughs> But Sienna, you know, Liz, Teresa, we have a few Issa, friends, yeah. Isa. Uh-huh. Oh my God, Isa, I'm going to meet Phoenix so soon in a couple of weeks. But yeah, so we have a few really close sisters mm-hmm. that have had babies now. And so Sienna was one of the first that like really broke that seal. And 
you know, from what I've heard from a lot of the, the sisters who have had children is that there is a death. There's a major initiation yes. in the, it, like once you are pregnant in the nine months, like you need that nine months to like let the old yes. identity of who you were before you were pregnant, yes. before you're going to be a mom, yes. go through this massive death process. And I feel like that doesn't get enough airtime and mm -hmm. like mainstream conversation nope. that because the initiatory path, the mm -hmm. ritual of it, yes. the, I'm really feeling how important it is as, as I step closer to the, this threshold to have women and counsel and sisters yes. in my life who have walked this path and are doing it with such grace and just feeling like, wow, there is a death of an old self when you become a mother. You're yes. moving from maiden to mother. That's it. It's a, it's, it's, it's a complete renegotiation of who it is that you be and life becomes so much less about you and more yeah. about the stewarding of this life yeah. that you are now carrying in your body and through your body and then are it's it's your offspring you know and so the initiation of the death and because you're such an oracle and like i would propose yes. the possibility yes. that your body wisdom mm -hmm. was premeditating the fact that a child was coming right and so you were in it's wild because you you went through the three years of all white like total identity death <laughs> right. of the old identity right of like you growing up right. before you became an initiated priestess yes. and then there was the the full blank slate of like okay now who am i is this and then you have like you know like black sun in like right. a year right of like getting to express yourself yes. and like the new recreative energy of like wearing the colors that she wants and like really being in her artist and creative flow and being like i really felt you in that like like knowing who you are that's when we were doing jaguar collective right. and like right and so really owning that in her leadership role in the community and then this void space comes then the zero then she's she's like oh i'm in a season of withering I would propose that your body, and I've noticed this myself, like when I feel there's a huge death process coming, I went, when, when I left my prior relationship and our home here in LA and my closest community here in LA and went into the total unknown, it was months before that happened that I started feeling so depressed. I felt so stagnant. My body was responding to the pre, it was premeditating, it was preparing for the massive release that was about to happen. And I'd be very curious, you know, so we like put labels on it, you know? Mm -hmm. So like if you're experiencing a season of depression or a season of withering right. to recognize like what Sianna said, there's a, always on the other side of withering is a blossoming. Yep. Always on the other side of death is the truth, yep. right? And so we recognize like, okay, we could be going through a wave or a season of, of a death cycle and or let's kind of just put on the table the wisdom of this body. Right. And that if you're going through a major wave of something, it's possible that your body wisdom is is intuiting something to come. Yep. And so I'm curious because that that withering phase was just before Messiah came and then he came into the withering phase. Yep. So there actually needed to be less of you right. so that he could come in. Woo! That is so true. That is so true. Yeah. So the quote, my quote, my deepest desire is to wither. Yeah. This is the full quote now. Yeah. My deepest desire is to wither. Watered by source, I bloom. Oh, I chills again. 
watered by source is like Messiah coming in. Like source comes in, watered by source, I bloom. Wow. Yeah. That could be a that could be a black sun too. Right. That could be a show. That could that, that could be extrapolated <laughs> into a whole journey. Mm-hmm. I really feel that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so let's talk about the blooming now. Yes. Okay. So so Messiah comes in, you realize, oh, I think I have a child in me. Yes. <laughs> I seem to have another personality I'm harboring yes. in my system right now. <laughs> Mom, um, let's take a pregnancy test for the first time seeing you in four years. Right. <laughs> okay, so now we're back around <laughs> to that moment. Okay, so here you are. Pregnancy test comes back positive. Your yes. family is like, what? Okay. Okay. I did do two because I'm me. Yeah. Okay. Just make sure. Are you sure? Okay. So now you realize you're pregnant. And now let's talk about the journey that you've been on with the father of Messiah and like how you've oriented around that. And yeah, just that journey. I'd love for you to share about that for, you know, all any women who have been on a journey with pregnancy or the fear of like, what if the the father of my child isn't my forever partner yes. like just all those layers there yes so something that is beautiful about it is it was hard yeah <laughs> you signed it, up for the, that huh the reason yeah. why i said it was beautiful is because it had it had to be that way i see it now that the struggle was because there was still some residue that i needed to clean up a little bit, uh-huh. right? And I wouldn't have been able to see it had I not attracted that partner yeah. into residue my Residue within yourself. Yeah, residue yeah. within myself, Yeah, right? Can you describe that residue? Yeah, so the residue was still <laughs> this piece. Boundaries! Yeah, oh my gosh, boundaries, yes. Right, and I'm, and I'm realizing, though, the importance that has been put on that is actually going to benefit Messiah now. Right. Because now I know what it looks like to have healthy boundaries. I'm not afraid of it. So I can support him in his growth and his process because now I know how to set boundaries before I didn't. Right. Yeah. So we met me and Messiah's father met during COVID Mm -hmm. and I was in my withering season. Yeah. Right. And in that season, I still wanted love. Yeah. Right. So that never goes away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like I still wanted love. Mm -hmm. Now, based on the partner I attracted in, I I actually realized that it wasn't love that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I wanted like myself. Like I wanted a reflection of me. Yeah. And I saw bits of that in him. And also I saw my old self Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. The self that was created because of other people's narratives mm-hmm. of me. So it was very triggering. Mm-hmm. Once I conceived, we weren't even dating for like a year. Yeah. Right before then, like two months before then, I knew like, hey, you're not the one for me based on who you are in this present moment. Mm-hmm. You're not the one for me, yeah. but we can still entertain each other we can still connect we can still right so through that connection we still connected and then that's when messiah came in Mm -hmm. and when messiah came in his energy is the opposite of mine very grounding very sure like there was this this um confidence yeah this humble confidence it was Mm -hmm. like this like rooted assertive Mm -hmm. 
It just is what it is. It's neutral. Wow. Right. That feeling. Wow. Gave me the confirmation like, yes, this is a no for you. Wow. I chills again. You were just like really giving me a lot of chills. I have not thought about this before. So when the spirit of Messiah came into your body, his personality, I don't even know if we could call it personality, but his essence, his essence, his essence, that Virgo essence, his essence landed in your being that energetic imprint. Of course it lands in your body. You're hold, you're housing it. You're the oven, you're birthing it. Right. So this energetic essence, the energetic essence of your child, which is not your own, right. Right. Comes in. And the way that that he came in as team, like, yo, mom, I got you. There's a lesson here to learn before I actually come outside. (laughs) And so the lesson was around boundaries and he gave you the fortitude. He inspired the fortitude in you. He showed you how to access it. So our children can become our teachers before they're even born. Yes. Whoa. Yes. Keep going. Right. So I'm like, whoa, this is this energy is different. But yeah. Oh, it's it's a no. I feel so clear about this. Yeah. So had the conversation. Obviously, that was very triggering for his father because he is a good man. He is a loving person, you know, and he just has work to do. And that's fine. We all have work to do. But I think it's the part of can we set boundaries like I see you. I love you. I'm willing to take this lifelong journey with you platonically right now yeah that's where i'm at yeah so romance is a no yeah but let's do this together as parents yeah that was hard for him to receive right right? it was understandably so totally yeah you know because his vision is one of his main values is family right Mm -hmm. so in his vision and based on his upbringing it's like no we have to be together yeah right but my history my parents had to be together and they weren't happy yeah. Do you like yeah. we ha- we're going to do this for the kids? And I'm yeah. like, no, no, that's the household yeah. I grew up in. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, so you're re- repatterning the line as uh-huh. well. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's interesting because the often the opportunity to repeat the pattern, the familiar pattern will present itself. And then we have a choice at the leading edge of our whole line to do it differently. Yep. And often in order to do it differently, we get to choose ourselves, set a boundary, reset the configuration that has been deeply grooved for many generations. So I really hear you doing that. That's huge. Yeah. Yes. And then his opposite was, you know, dad, mom get divorced, dad moves out. Right. So I understand his come from. It's like, no, like we got to do this together. He wanted to do it the other way. Right. And for me, I'm like, I hear that we are going to do this yeah. together. Yeah. We're just not going to be together. Yeah. Wow. So it's like the harmony. So he actually, you're, you guys actually met in the middle. Yeah. So like you didn't want to settle, right? So mm-hmm. it's a no romantically. And he didn't want to not have the family system at all because that's what he grew up in. Yeah. So you guys actually harmonized both truths yeah. so that he actually did change the pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Because we go on family outings. Yeah. You know, he comes every week. Yeah. You know? Totally. We're getting there. (laughs) We're getting that. Yeah. (laughs) I really want to be transparent and honest, right? So I just want, 
it's still hard yeah. at times. Yeah. But what we have a, an agreement on is both of us individually are continuing on working on ourselves so that yeah. we can be the best parent yeah. for Messiah. Yeah. So that's where the harmony is, yeah. right? And through that, there is a blossoming, there is a blooming, right? There's this new container that's being birthed where Messiah does get to have both parents, mm -hmm. right? He does get to go on family outings. Yeah. And the difference is I'm going to be completely transparent with Messiah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, and, and literally, if anyone has that thought that you have to be with someone because you share a child together or any other conditioning or programming, no, it's more about communication. Like mm -hmm. these children know they mm -hmm. chose us. Yeah. So they're coming in. So I don't need to hide anything. Messiah chose me and chose his father. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. He yeah. knows where we're at. He yeah. knows what we've had to work on. Yeah. So what that means is we get to continuously be transparent with him, open with him and explain to him why the dynamic is the way that yeah. it is. Uh. Right? Because the unspoken is still learned by the child. Wow. Oh, my God. The unspoken is still learned by the child. Yeah. What a gift for you to get to transmit this message and grow into the version of yourself that can hold this with your child. And what a gift for him to come into a family unit with a mother and a father who are holding this level of transparency for him to be affirmed in his own knowing and yes. his own intuition. Yeah. I think one of the dangers, you know, in, in like family systems often is that there's a conditioned like idea that as parents, there, there's a need to like withhold information in order to protect the child, mm -hmm. which robs the child from their own knowing because yeah. often children are actually knowing and intuiting and feeling and sensing the truth of the moment as it's arising and as it is. So while it comes from a deep, innocent place to try to like protect the child, it's actually invalidating their intuition yeah. and their knowing. So you sharing with me earlier that you have the intention with Messiah, like, well, I'll let you share it yeah. about him call, calling you forward. And yeah, so as I'm observing my son, you have a son. I know. <laughs> Last time I saw Seattle, she didn't have one yet. So. No. <laughs> you know, as I'm observing my son, I'm learning so much about myself. And I'm also seeing him. And because he's so observant, I imagine that he's going to see things before maybe I feel ready for him to know them yeah. or see them. Yeah. And because of the dynamic that we have, I imagine he's going to come to me yeah. and call me out <laughs> and, you know, tell me, hey, I observed this thing. Uh -huh. This is what it is. What do you think about it? Yeah. Oh, my and God. That's so wild and awesome. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So then I'm, I'm, I'm practicing sitting in the discomfort now so yeah. that when it happens, I can respond from a place of acceptance, of validation, mm -hmm. of transparency of honesty and be real with him mm -hmm. because he has the capacity mm -hmm. to understand these things if he's ob observed it already yeah yeah if he's asking me the question that means he's ready for the answer oh chills again <laughs> wow yeah like full mother goals yes 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 to that 
And what a way to breed a really healthy and intimate relationship with your own children, you know, where they really trust you and like you trust them to hold their, like their own knowing and to hold, you know, like to really be with each other in the truth of the moment. Right. And of course there's, you know, all different situations and circumstances and you navigate as Mm -hmm. it comes, I imagine, you know, but I love what you said is if he's asking the question, he's ready for the answer. And I think that's a great gauge. I mean, from what I can see at this stage right now, you know, I honor and acknowledge I'm not a mother yet. So, but I'm talking to one who's (laughs) holding it in a real, real way that inspires me. So thank you for sharing. Thank Thank you you for sharing your heart. I think that's a really great place to land it. And um, yeah, just really grateful for all of you for the depth of your listening and your presence throughout this journey. It's been such an honor to reconnect with you in this way at this time. And yeah, like sisters forever. Yeah. And I'd love to invite you to share how can everyone listening, you know, find you if they if they want to go deeper with you in any way. And like, what are you up to in the world right now? If there's any access points that you feel to share? Yes, this is beautiful. Wow. Well, I guess this (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is actually going to be the first. So uh-huh. no one no one knows about this. So oh. this is exclusively for you all right yes. now because I haven't been in this season of being seen. Yeah. But while I was cultivating, there's something that is complete oh, that yay. I just haven't put out yet. Mm-hmm. And it's BlackstoneAcademy.com. Oh, my God. I did <laughs> not know. I did not know that that was created when we brought up. Black Sun. We didn't plan this. I don't really plan any of these episodes, but wow, that's wild. Yes. So, blacksunacademy.com. Please, you can find me there. Everything is there. And then on Instagram, it is at being Ziana with an X. So being X-I-A-N-A. Amazing. Well, thank you, my love. I highly recommend you guys checking her out. We'll also put those links in the show notes. And so if this episode touched you in any way, I would so appreciate it if you would post a review of this episode. It really helps the dojo experience to touch more lives for people all around the world. So thank you for your presence and we'll see you next time. Thank you all for creating this space to receive this transmission and for having the courage that it takes to live your life beyond the edge. If you feel the call to go deeper with me privately or explore the dojo ecosystem, the best place to start is by visiting zaharazimring.com and taking your free micro dojo. You can also find me on Instagram at zaharazimring and I love hearing from you guys. So feel free to send me messages, make comments, and I will absolutely get back to you. I also would deeply appreciate if this episode or any of these episodes have touched your heart. Leave a review as it really supports this show in touching more hearts and more lives all around the world. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next time.